This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Ferd Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Ferd Neiman here again today, another episode of the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast. My guest today is Bill Baird. He's a director of marketing for Metron. Most of you guys know Metron and you probably use Metron for your water meters. They, in addition, just the regular manual read water meters that we've had from yesteryear. Uh, Bill's going to tell us a lot about their water scope process, their electronic meter reads. Uh, we've been using Metron for several years. We we're more recently rolling it out in all of our parks. Um, and he's talking to talk about a master meter. And it's basically how submetering your water is going to be good for your bottom line, good for your residents, good for the environment. It's a win, win, win. Please help me welcome my guest, Bill Barrett. Bill, thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, speaking with you and, and all your guests. All right. Well, great. Well, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you guys do over there. Maybe a little your background and then and what you guys do in general. And then I'll make you the host here. So people who are in the car are going to be able to see this, but people who are at their computer, at some point, Bill's going to share his screen and, and show, show kind of some case studies and some examples. Uh, one of my parks and then also another client of his parks, just kind of show how the system works. Perfect. Um, yeah, so uh, Metron uh, Sustainable Services, you know, we're owned by Metron Fournier and uh, Metron Fournier has been in business for over three decades and we manufacture our own meters and we own the factory in Paris, France. And then here in Boulder, Colorado, we take a lot of pride in the register technology, which is um, where the register is what's reading all the water flow that's coming through the meter itself. And um, we build out all the registers here in our plant and uh, we program each individual meter uh, based on each individual park. Each individual meter also has a cell phone driven um, <clears throat> uh, component to it as well. So each one has their own um, cell phone number built into it as we build out the meters per order. Um, what makes that really great is, you know, through Verizon Network, we're able to communicate up to our proprietary software, which is WaterScope, which will analyze the data every 24 hours from the day's previous consumption. And that could be anywhere from temperatures, um, you know, whether it's high temperatures or low temperatures, which is really good for places like here in Colorado or Minnesota, Michigan, um, cold areas, which you can get an alert set up to um, be able to notify you of a temperature that's uh, low. So that way you can be a little bit proactive on when someone's heat tape has failed or about ready to fail type of thing. So um, when you sort it out, and I'll show that on WaterScope, how you sort that. It's real simple. The WaterScope is a very clean UI, uh, which is the user interface. So it makes it really easy for anybody to adapt to the software. And uh, if you manage the parks based on the, um, the software and, and utilize it once you learn it, I think you know, it'd be pretty hands-off after that point once you get your leaks under control for your residents. Um, and to your point, uh, uh, trying to drive down the cost of the water uh, waste, I guess, from that might be coming from the parks. Yeah, no, it's super, super important. I mean, we regularly put in these anti-leak devices, the toilet stoppers for all of our residents you know, proactively on all new homes, we put them in because it's, 
doesn't do me any good for my residents to spend all their disposable cash paying the water company. And, you know, as we, you know, we, we, we typically submeter our parks and bill back water sewer or waste wastewater discharge, depending on which state and how you're, what the regulations are, if you're allowed to bill back and everything like that. But again, it doesn't do me any good to have your money go to the water department. So I, it's in my interest for you to have disposal money so you can have a better lifestyle. You can perhaps even paint your house or, you know, you know, get a better car and get to work better. And you can, you know, be able to pay your rent better. So I feel like this is one of the areas where our interests are directly aligned with our residents uh, more so than a lot of other areas. And yeah, your guys, your guys, new, newer, I say newer software, because we didn't, we didn't have it years ago on our part. We had some meters, but some of your meters even, but we didn't have the, the heat control. So it was like, that would have been great this last winter polar vortex where man if somebody's heat tape's failing i can get tipped off because the, the temperature is now 31 okay it's gonna be a problem real quick right um so yeah i think it's a great product glad you can uh we can share some of your knowledge and information with us so uh, yeah maybe if you want to uh, dive right in bill show us show us how this thing works yeah absolutely let me share my screen here i'm going to take everybody to one of your smaller parks um, just as an example and then i'll take it to some of the other parks uh, from some of my other clients um so give me one second here and just so everybody knows too from a you know from a cost perspective typically you know water sewer expenses as much as 10 percent of your operating expenses so if you can build that back to the residents it's seemingly as fair they're using what they pay for instead of a fixed fee or instead of just some sort of other billback mechanism or, or free free water, which eventually gets lumped in with the lot rent. This allows you to look at a granular level for each lot, and then you can you can either buy these meters from Bill, but typically now they do the kind where you lease them, and you it's cheaper from a cheaper from an upfront cost. I know when I used to buy them years ago, you know, it was 175 bucks. I'd put 100 into install. You got the first park I did on, I had 93 pads. So that's a big number. You know, you got a budget CapEx day one, 93 pads at, you know, plus plus or minus three grand a piece. Nowadays, you can get them much cheaper than that from an activation standpoint. You got to pay ongoing for, for months and months and, and years and years, but you get these additional services. So we have uh, converted, and even the parks we have, we just got, they're in my garage. I mean, we got, I don't even know how many of them you just sent us, but uh, four or five parks worth several hundred we're going to roll out here later this month uh, onto this system. And we already have Metron, the, you know, the quote, dumb meters. Uh, we already have those in the parks. We're now converting to the smart meters, like you can see here uh, on Truman Estates. Yeah, and, and you make a lot of good valid points there with the, uh, the consumer's uh, consumption, uh, individual consumption. You know, the old philosophy is if you have an open bar, people are just going to continue drinking out of it and, you know, having that individual responsibility. But you know, the, the, the thing I've noticed with a lot of park owners that have their managers or themselves that are very proactive with the water um, system that they put in place with Metron is that they really try to have that transparency for their tenants and, you know, go through and show them what the leaks are. And then I'm going to show you guys here for an example. Um, this is a, a your one of your properties here. And this one, even though the last 24 hours, they only consumed 125 gallons. If you look at their minimum flow rate, it's, uh, excuse me about that. Sorry about that. Um, it's uh, 0 0.04. So if we were to go a little bit closer and dive into what this actually means, uh, you have a couple of different alerts that popped up. Uh, one's the leak alert here. And so if we go over to the speedometer and we're to click on this, it'll show us basically the last seven days of what that water actually looks like in a home. And this is a good example of, of 
Um, these are different usages here where their flow rate's like one gallon per minute. So it's probably just a sink or something like that. It's really hard to kind of tell from these particular um, usages and what they're using here. But if you notice, if you were to take your cursor to the very bottom, it never actually zeroes out. And what I mean by that is the water never completely shuts off. Now, it gets very, very close here. So it's most likely is some kind of gasket or something on somebody's sink that's just um, never being turned all the way off because it gets really close to it. But if you look at this, it's very interesting when you look at the usage overview, which is over on the left-hand side here, what most of my clients are able to do is take this to the tenants and go, look, even though it's a small league, if you look at the usage overview, Waterscope's going to kind of break down the analysis a little bit here and show them that, you know, the usage over the last week, 20% of your water bill is due to that leak. So if they were to fix that leak, um, which is, you know, only 246 gallons in one week, but as to your point, the water uh, rates and everything is going to be constantly going up. A new study just came out. Um, uh, it was a 20 year study for municipalities and what those rates look like across the whole country. And um, believe it or not, just for the water itself, and it, it, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be updated constantly throughout the decades. And that water rates have gone up uh, nearly triple uh, than what it was in 2001. So, you know, these water rates are not going to get cheaper if you're able to allocate that cost back down to your tenants and have that responsibility on the conservative side, on the conservational side, um, you know, everything's going to be reduced. And as to your point, it leaves more money in their pocket and it's a lot easier for them to make their tenant, uh, their lot rents. So, um, I mean, let me, back. if I can jump in, I'll, I'll, tell, yeah, you know, I'll tell a quick story on that. I mean, 20%, that's significant, right? And we, and so yeah, this person, if, if their bill is a hundred dollars, it's twenty dollars a month, and it's free money. We've sat, we've saved them, right? So that's yeah, that's, I definitely want to you know, reach out to these people later today and try to get that fixed. But what interestingly is that that's a pretty small leak. But I yeah. I was blown away with the size of some of these leaks. We had a park here in Kansas City Market, and it had never been submetered. Um, we bought the park in December of eighteen, mm -hmm. and it was cold. It was winter, so I didn't walk the park and build, couldn't didn't really see any leaks. And sometimes the leaks are under the ground or they go in their main line, they go downward. We had one in Illinois, but went down, we couldn't find this leak. It took forever and forever to find it. It was a mainline leak. Um, we spent like 10 grand to get to the bottom of it. Um, but the one here in Kansas City, the first month we put a water meter on these houses, I had somebody that had a 59,000 gallon water usage. Wow. Their share of the bill was $3,400. Right. And They'd been there. It was a 1976 park home. They'd been there forever. The wow. previous owner included included water in the lot rent. Their water bill was fifteen thousand or something. They were paying over three thousand dollars a month for this one house for years, perhaps fifty years. I mean, it was unbelievable. And we put the meter on, and then we, we we looked, and we went inside the house. And we, I couldn't believe the people didn't know there was, they were apparently they were illegal immigrants. So they were hesitant to call a plumber because they didn't want the plumber to figure out that they don't have paperwork and they're going to jump town. Well, when you get in the home, the toilet was, the tank of the toilet was overflowing onto the floor and it rotted the floor so much wow. that the water was leaking to the dirt going underneath the home. We look underneath the home and it was, it was an old home. wasn't set on concrete piers properly. It was just on the earth. Sure. With cinder blocks. The cinder blocks on one side of the house had sank 
an entire eight inches and the entire cinder block was now in the mud because there was 60,000 gallons of water dripping out of the toilet wow. for years. Uh, we had to set, reset the home and uh, obviously fix the water leaks. It was, it was a mess, but it, it was unbelievable to me that in the first month there. So talk about savings for me, you know, and that person's yeah. like, we can't pay a $3,000 bill. So I said, okay, well, I'll work with you on the first bill. I'll eat some of it as kind of, you know, my cost, but you got to, you know, we got to get this fixed and you guys got to you know pay something too. And it ended up working out. So it's yeah, ultimately, like I said, the, 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 the previous park owner will never be able to recoup that cost, obviously um, throughout the whole park. And, and once in a blue moon, I mean, you can always try this too, that, um, in a circumstance like that, you you could uh, approach the municipality and see if they would reduce that um, due to the circumstances um, to reduce that bill. It's always a good idea to try that first. And um, but yeah, to your point, you know the and you know I had a, a one of my clients. They installed two hundred and eleven of our meters. We put the master meters on there as well, and it's here in Colorado. And they have a well system, and it's very interesting. So they have two different wells. And um, so as the install crew was installing the meters, the submeters, I would look every day to kind of see if there's anything real big concerns, such as open flapper valves, as you mentioned, on toilets, because, you know, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, those on average, you know, I would say probably 1.2 gallons. I mean, you just never know. It depends how wide open that flapper is, right? It could be smaller uh, flapper that's open or it could be wide open that can, you know, sometimes waste up to four gallons per minute. Um, but typically what I see on water scope, when I see an open flapper valve, and it's very evident, and I'll try to find an example uh, on another park here in a minute and to show you guys what that actually looks like on the signature side of it. But it's very interesting because you can lose like 1.6 gallons per minute for, you know, I had one client that was losing for over 12 and a half gallons. And you could tell where the person in the home woke up at like 630 in the morning. They um, used the used the bathroom, used the restroom, and then the open flapper valve stays open. And basically, if you were to look at the graph here, basically the signature would just stay wide open, but it'd be up here on top, right? right. And then you could see like two minutes later, they jump in the shower. So there's another signature point that goes on top of that. And then they turn off the shower and open flap valve still open, uh, open. And then they left the house and they came home about 12 and a half hours later. And then they immediately realized their flapper was open and then they shut it off. But you figure they're losing 1.6 gallons per minute, which is a lot of money. Um, but this one particular client of mine, like I said, 211 lots, um, as they were installing it, I noticed that one of them was using uh, roughly uh, five gallons is 4.8 gallons per minute um constantly and as you know so i called up the uh, install crew and asked them hey can you go look i don't know what lot number you put this in yet because i haven't got that report yet but here's the vn number can you please go back and look at your notes and see which lot you put this in because they're losing five gallons per minute all day yesterday and so they went to look and obviously they're you know that kind of uh, usage would have a big flood underneath your home there was nothing underneath the home but they could hear some water so they knocked on the door they the gentleman let them in. They looked all over the place. The guy had zero leaks in any faucets, checked all the flapper valves, um, but he can still hear it. So we went back outside, went, crawled back underneath the home. And as he was getting standing back up to get leave the home underneath it, <clears throat> he felt a hose and had uh, water flow uh, going through the hose. And um, so ultimately he uh, realized, followed the hose and they, the person, what they did is they had a hose running full blast going down the sewage line and 
the the old man that the, lived at this place had no clue. He he was kind of shocked that um, he was wondering why he had no water pressure. And now he knows why. <laughs> so, wow. but you can imagine, you know, for how many months or years because this this uh, a client of mine just bought the park. So it's who knows how long that was actually going on. Um, but we ultimately with that one, they were consuming around sixty four thousand gallons a day prior to our seven meters. And then once they got the park under control with our submeters and our master meter in, in correlation of the two, now they're using between 29 to 31,000 gallons a day. So they've cut their consumption um, in half by literally going through the park, helping the tenants if they needed help, and then making that awareness of, of the tenants' consumption use. Um, so it's pretty impressive when you see the numbers, and it really is up to the park owner or managers to really take that initiative um, to show them um, you know, how to fix it. So, yeah, no, great, great story. That's, that's the point, right? Yeah. Save and money. And save this is, this is another one of yours. Um, you know, this lot here at, at Truman Estates, you know, it has, uh, you know, 52.4% of, of their water consumption is due to the leak. So it's complete water waste um, because that uh, signatures is never going down to zero. Um, so this would be definitely one that you'd probably want to contact as well. Um, even though they're not high users, but uh but if you notice here, the flow rate really never shuts off at all. So, hmm. yeah, I got to get on that. I'm not the person in the company that's watching that, but whoever is, sure, no, no, exactly. Today. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. Um, do you want me to show you guys the master meters and? Uh, yeah, show us the master meter. Um, we'll go from there. Sounds good. <clears throat> I'm gonna. Go to this particular part that I noticed yesterday here. So this is a Warren Estates that right now they have 130 submeters on, on their system. And uh, these are the temperature alerts I was telling you about. So, yep. <clears throat> right now it's not really cold there, obviously, um, in Michigan, but you can sort it uh, from the coldest to the hottest. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this particular meter is not installed. Um, you know, these right here, we, we always start our billing reads at 10. So we know when we programmed them, that's where they should roughly be. Um, so this one's probably, you know, this particular one must be inside of a, a, a storage of some sort that's actually pretty chill. So, um, but you can see the temperature alert pops up here. In the, in the freezer, 24 degrees. It got down to 24 degrees, yeah. Which won't hurt to register, right? And it won't hurt as long as there's nothing going through the, the pipe itself. It's not going to hurt it, uh, you know, as far as the plastics go or the composites but if you notice you see all the different variances underneath people's homes and this is the ambient air temperature of course um, but we can take on you know 50 different properties and take a look at it but um yeah sort of from the coldest to the warmest um so this gives you an idea of different kind of people's uh, insulation or if they have any kind of gaps in their skirting you know especially in the winter time when that when it starts coming through that's going to make a huge difference on what the temperature is underneath the home so, um, but we can take a look here. This is a, a high usage home. It's used, uh, yesterday it used 1600 gallons. And actually I think they have one that's actually used over 3000 gallons. Let's take a look here. Nope, 1600 uh, yesterday. So we can take a look at that um, and just see, kind of dive into it and see what's kind of going on because you can usually tell the behaviors. Yeah. So. You know, they, they don't have a, a consistent leak. If you notice, the flow rate does go to actually down to zero. So somebody must have, or I'm not sure what happened here, but at 12 o'clock in the morning, 
they were flowing at 2.8 gallons, three gallons per minute. Looks like they took, it looks like they took a, a shower all night. Yeah, you know, and all the way until actually uh, all the way through the next afternoon until maybe they filled a swimming pool or something or left a hose on because, yeah, that's like 12 hours of full use, four gallons a minute. Almost wide open. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell here the signature where where they were using water for something else. And that's where the signature goes up into, you know, 3.7 gallons or whatever. Um, Yeah. So that one's kind of interesting here. Uh, Let's take a look at um, the master meter. Uh, for this particular property, what we do is we, once you put a master meter on, we have what is called a DMA report. And uh, so we can go look at the- And, 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 and then your, your clients, we can access this stuff 24 seven, right? So you can- That's correct. Yeah. You, you, so that's want to make sure our audience knows that the stuff that Bill's looking at here, like I'm not the one in my company that watches this, but like Vivian can see this right now. She can do this 24 um, seven. So it's definitely very user-friendly as far as information's at your disposal. Yeah, absolutely. And and this signature right here, so I changed all their stuff to one minute data. So this is a, um, I don't want to say a, a flaw, but it, it so I'll just ignore that. Actually, what I think I want to bring up and show you guys, which is a little bit better, but if you take a look at the green graph here is basically representing the line is representing what is going through the actual master meter. So in this particular day, it went, you know, at this particular time, it went through 12,000 uh, gallons in one day. The actual downstream submeters, in other words, what was captured downstream was, um, you know, 10,000 gallons. So right now they're showing a 20% loss, almost a 21% loss, and that's over a one month period. But what I wanted to do is, is to show you a little bit closer here. If we and, were... and that loss, in layman's terms, that losses, they're bringing in 10,000 gallons to the main meter. They're paying for it. Well, in this case, 12,000, 12,000 is the main meter and only 10,600 in this example are going through the individual tenant meters, which means there's mainline leaks of yeah. 15, roughly 1,500 gallons a day. Correct. Yeah. And so that's not even recapturable money, if that makes sense. So that, that's when you, as a park owner, need to figure out like, okay, am I okay with a 5% loss or 10% loss? Depending on the size of your park, you may be okay with a 5% loss. If it's a small park, it's really not costing you much money. You're not billing back that particular money. Um, but, you know, you want to make sure if you have a swimming pool and stuff to meter that as well, right? Because that is a, a big user of water as well. And it's probably a good idea to be able to know uh, the difference between what is actually being lost versus being captured downstream. You're going to definitely want to master or put a submeter on that uh, line as well. Um, but what I want to do is go into um, look at those are different reports that we can pull up. But I wanted to show you something very particular with the, the master meter here. Type in the master. And so this is what I've noticed yesterday, which was very interesting to me um, for it to load here. And I'm going to go make recording. So if you notice here, um, this is the master meter. Um, you could tell when they hooked up the master meter, which was on, um, they're getting their flow rates down to zero. Let me dial this in too. Sorry, let me go back to, and we can customize these dates here. So what I want to do is I want to go back to July 29th, for an example. I just want to be able to get a 
a better screenshot so I can show you guys what the, the when you're dialing in these master meters and what it looks like on a daily consumption because that's a lot of usage there. Um, so it's a little bit cleaner to be able to look at it from a few days perspective. Um, so if you look here, the if you look at the lowest points of the of the mass meter, um, this right here says 0.69%, so or 6.9, um, which is just under a gallon per minute flow rate. And that was on August 1st. And so if you were to look at, uh, and I already looked at this particular park, they didn't have any um, any thing that's not being captured. In other words, they didn't have any leaks downstream that were causing that flow to be wide open like this. So this isn't too, too bad. Um, and then you notice that it almost gets down to zero. So, you know, there's no leak happening. There's a zero, I just saw a zero point. But if you notice here um, on August 2nd at 5.40 PM, this is all normal consumption going through the meter. And the next thing you know, it just shoots right up to 80 gallons per minute flow, right? And then whatever they're doing over the next several hours, they never really got it fully under control. Um, so I've notified this particular client to let them know that, you know, even at the lowest point here, uh, if we, were, we can actually zoom in here a little bit better. If you look at the lowest point, um, they're still losing quite a bit of water. You know, this is the lowest point that it's ever going. So they're losing between three to six gallons per minute. Because, and prior to that, they were losing less than two to three gallons or even less than one gallon per minute through their master meter um, from what's being captured downstream. So I'm not sure what occurred at this particular point. I've notified the, uh, the owner of the park so that they can reach out and figure out what was going on because whatever they did still has not fully patched it. Um, so, you know, these are the interesting things that you find with the master meter versus the sub meter. It really kind of helps tell the bigger picture of what's happening with your infrastructure lines. That's good information. Good stuff. Um, tell us, I don't know if you have more you need to share on the screen. If, if not, I want to talk about, um, I think, I think that's, that's shown us the individual units, shown the master meter, shows the temperature, shows the wastage. So definitely lots of data in the you know, relatively friendly user interface here. Um, what, are, what are we looking at at cost to implement some of these things? Yeah, so we, we look at the cost of, um, we try to keep it relatively inexpensive for the park owners to get into our system. Uh, we do it through a meter lease system, which is obviously transferable once you, if you ever do decide to sell your park. Um, you know, we charge $55 activation fee for the meter. Um, the meter comes plug and play, ready to go out of the box. And it's all programmed individually for your individual parks. And um, a $7.25 monthly reoccurring fee between five to 10 years, depending on how you want to sign your contracts. If you sign a 10-year, it guarantees you that the price will never go up. Um, that includes all of our services, including the uh, water scope, our um, our customer service as well. Another thing I should mention, you know, part of the customer service part is we actually look at all the utility bills of clients um, that want us to be able to figure out what the rates are per gallon. So that way you could bill that back directly to the tenants. And so we go through all that process, um, no matter how many tier levels that they have uh, for the municipalities, we'll figure out what those rates are. You know, that way you get a monthly report that will come through an Excel um, CSV file. Um, whatever day of the month that you want that to be occurring. If you have rent manager, manage America, you already we have all APIs built into there. So it makes it very, very simple 
for people to integrate that as well. Um, so that way they could just pull the reports right off uh, each month and to make it really, really smooth, uh, smooth for the, the, the clients to be able to bill back um, appropriately. Right. No, it's, it's and in most in most states you can pass pass through the monthly fee as well. Sometimes there's a zero dollar limit, but sometimes there's five dollar limit. You guys are it's basically seven dollars a month per meter that we pay you guys. And then when you, when you ship them, we get a couple months of kind of free time, you know, we, so we can get, have some time to get them installed and everything like that. We have to install ours ourselves. You guys also will do the installation, uh, obviously for an additional fee. Um, some cities and states require a licensed plumber. Some don't. From a skill perspective, it's you don't need to be a licensed plumber to hook these things right. up. They're pretty, they're pretty easy. Um, but uh, some states require it. And if you don't do or you get caught, I have a client that's got caught doing it himself. And <laughs> <laughs> the city red tagged him and now he's got a big problem. So, oh, no. uh, you know, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness, but uh, sometimes you better ask for permission. So uh, yeah. play, play that, play that you know, however, you, however you feel like it, I guess. But indeed. Um, uh, well, that's a great information. Uh, Bill, anything else you want to cover today? Um, I know you're talking. You're talking about uh, pricing. What's the what's the price on the master meter too? Because not everybody gets the master meter. Yeah. So the master meter, depending on the size of your park, depends on the size of the meter line that's coming in there. But for an example, a two inch line um, is going to run you twelve hundred fifty dollars for the, the meter itself, and then the seven dollars a month reoccurring uh, reads uh, that's going to come off of that because you know we got to pay for the Verizon you know connection every day. So, um, but yeah, that's. Uh, and it's well worth it the, you know, I had a client, um, I won't say their name, but they, they, you know, over Christmas, they had a rupture um, and he ignored the alert system because you'll get alert systems when it meets or surpasses that threshold. If you're, um, you know, that 7% to 10% type of thing. And he ignored it for three days and lost, was losing 60 gallons per minute. And this park's only like, you know, 29 lots. It's very small. Um, so you can imagine that's a, you know, he ignored it for three days before he actually went and addressed the issue. So, you know, he, he said, my bad. <laughs> so oh, if you utilize the system and pay attention to the alerts set up and um, the system works really great for, for park owners to be able to recoup their cost. And as you mentioned, it's water is one of the biggest expenditures to a park owner um, and it's not going to get cheaper. So we might as well do what we can to, uh, to, to uh, help eliminate that cost. So, Yeah, makes sense. Um, Bill, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me in a couple of different ways. We can go, they can go to metronsubmetering.com and that will take it to our website and you can take a look at all the products that we have and look at the self-install videos. We have plenty of videos for water scope on there as well, just uh, all high level to show you some of the things I was showing you in this presentation. Um, in addition to that, they can reach out to me. Um, if they want to reach out directly to me, they can reach out to my um, office line, which is 720-826-1174. Um, and they can email me at bill.baird at metron-s2.com. And uh, again, in on our website, if you go to metronsubmetering.com, you can fill out a, a form to request more information and either myself or someone here at the office will definitely reach out to them to uh, provide them information that they want um, to get about our water meters. Okay, sounds great. Thanks again, Bill. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate your, your time. Yeah, 
You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.